What's up, witches? Welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Coven Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Munson, aka That Witch from Work. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the zodiac sign Scorpio and how you can recognize, embody, and honor Scorpio energy in the workplace. Let's talk about Scorpio at work. I'm super excited for this episode for a few reasons. I love Scorpio energy. I have Scorpio in my 10th whole sign house. I'm a Pluto and Scorpio individual, and I find that Scorpio is maybe one of the, I don't know if I want to say most misunderstood signs, but it's definitely the most stereotyped of the signs. And I'm excited to add a little bit of clarity about how Scorpio energy can show up and manifest, but really kind of dig into the roots of Scorpio energy and understand where some of these stereotypes come from and why we think about things like therapy or something like that when we think about Scorpio energy in the workplace. So as always, we're going to really do a deep dive into the energy of Scorpio, talk about how it can show up at work. But then I'm also going to be sharing one of the strengths from the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment that I think really embodies and supports Scorpio energy. Now, before we really dive into it, I want to add one clarifying thing for all of my listeners. Scorpio is one of the zodiac signs that has two planetary rulers. There is the traditional ruler, which is Mars, and then there is the modern ruler, which is Pluto. I consider myself a traditional astrologer, so I am going to talk about Mars being the ruler of Scorpio and how that influences, but I might point towards Pluto or Plutonian type themes as it can help bring nuance into the interpretation. But if you've had readings with me, then you know that for me, Scorpio is very much ruled by Mars in the way that I read my interpretations. And so if you have Scorpio in the 10th house, the 6th house, the 2nd house, and those vocational houses, or if you have a really strong, prominent Scorpio placement, then we're going to be looking at where Mars is in the chart to add a little bit of nuance. I find that one of the easiest ways to really understand the energy of anything in astrology is really to start on a broad scale and think about the qualities of the sign. I'm talking about the polarity, the modality, and the element associated with them. And then we get into the planetary ruler. This is better than trying to go immediately to job title or job tasks, especially because the world of work is shifting and changing and the types of problems that we need to solve and the way that we go about solving those problems depends on the culture that you're a part of, what time in history we're looking at because technology has greatly influenced and changed the way that we work with people and the way that we collaborate with teams or again, like the types of problems that come up for us that we're trying to solve through work. And so I like to start really, really broad and then we can get a little bit more narrow and a little bit more focused. So Scorpio is a fixed water sign that has a yin polarity and yin versus yang. Sometimes this is referred to as masculine versus feminine, and it really has to do with the quality or maybe the energy of this sign. That which is yang or masculine can also be seen as maybe extroverted or outward focused something that expands and wants to move outwards, yin, feminine, or introversion 
energy is about going inward. It's about settling and it's about calming. So with Scorpio, we see this yin energy. And this makes sense because water will always naturally want to settle. Water will always seek the lowest point and it will get there through the path of least resistance. Now, with this type of energy, we think about going inwards to the self. Because it's a water sign, we're thinking about living in that emotional realm, really moving deep into our feelings. And depth is a really important key word here. And I think this is where the modern rulership with Pluto um, is, is, is an easy connection. I don't want to say that it makes sense, but it's an easy connection for that train of thought for it, Pluto being the modern ruler because Pluto is that which happens beneath the surface. Pluto is down in the depths where we can't see what's going on. But that's not exclusive to Pluto. That's just the idea that water will go so deep into the earth that so many trees and other plants actually use their root system right to pull the water from the earth. And I'm thinking about in my childhood, um, this, this vision comes to mind. I don't remember the movie, but there's this movie where people are in the desert and they are dying of thirst. And so they start digging into the earth and they just keep digging and digging and digging until finally they find water. And so this is like the Scorpio type of water. It's not the ocean shore. It's not this magnificent waterfall. It's all of the water that's really, really deep beneath the surface. And this really brings us to the idea of how essential and critical water is to our survival because this has a really strong correlation with Scorpio energy as well as that which is essential, that which is critical. Now, Scorpio water is fixed water. Scorpio is one of the four fixed signs. And so when we think about water that is fixed, we think about water that is consistently moving in a direct path and maybe doesn't change. And so some examples of this could be, especially like more modern examples, could be plumbing, right? The water has no choice but to follow along the pipes and the pathways that has been laid out to it. I know oftentimes when there is a difficult Scorpio transit, sometimes this leads to pipes bursting or leaking or something to do with sewage or plumbing like coming up because again, it's water that is forced to travel in a specific route and it just continues going in that way. Some of our bodily fluids also attaches to the energy of Scorpio. The idea that water is essential to come into our body to sustain our life, but then water also exits our body. Um, and we see this through like going to the bathroom and urination. And again, when challenging things come up with scorpionic water, we also can see like UTIs or something to do with like our sexual organs. And this is where we get the connection of like, oh, Scorpio and sex, but it's not that straightforward. It's the idea of fixed water in the body, and that usually involves um, our sexual organs. But I also think about how, you know, water, if you think about it from, again, the path of least resistance, water doesn't really hold its own form, maybe until it's frozen, right? And then it is a fixed water. So we're also thinking about fjords and glaciers. We're thinking about water, which doesn't move or does, in fact, hold its shape. And I like to think about water, about how strong it is. 
I live in an area of the U.S. where we have these magnificent canyons and rock formations caused by erosion. So we know that even though water, um, you know, moves through the path of least resistance, it's not that water isn't strong. Water has a great strength to it. And when you have a consistent path for water to go, it will actually start smoothing down hard earth. This is where we find tumble stones, stones which have become smooth because water is consistently passing over it. And again, these massive land formations, which were formed by water moving forward and over it consistently over and over and over again. And that is fixed water. So it's strength. It's, it's critical for our survival. Um, it's essential and it's underneath the surface and it holds its form. And again, because it's water, we're thinking about this with our emotional realm, our emotional body, our emotional psyche. And this is where, again, we have to understand this foundation because if you just go straight into, oh, Scorpio is sex and emotions and, um, you know, deep feelings. And so obviously like sex therapists, you should be a sex therapist, but it's not that straightforward. That's a really good example of what that might sound like, but you need to understand the idea of depth, the idea of going beneath the surface, the idea of focusing on that which is most important and most critical, and also that which requires a lot of strength and fortitude. And for me, this idea of strength and being able to focus on a problem or being able to give something attention until it is resolved, until it is smoothed over, this is where I get a lot of this Mars energy and my Mars as the traditional ruler of Scorpio makes so much sense to me because Mars is action. Mars is where we are investing our efforts and where we are prioritizing making improvements or, um, you know, going forward in some way with a lot of energy, giving a lot of energy to something. And when we give a lot of energy um, to our emotions, then this can be actually a very strategic move. And if you think about how Mars rules over both Aries and Scorpio, and both of these are very warlike energy, the differentiation is that Mars is very active and in the body and, you know, it's fire. So it's pushing outwards. Whereas Scorpio is in the mind, it's in the psyche, and therefore it's very strategic. And it's more about winning wars from inside of boardrooms instead of on the battlefield. Mars also has a cutting energy to it. There's a sharpness that we associate with Mars. And this shows up for us in the scorpion's tail and the idea of um, severing. If you break my trust, then I'm cutting you out. If you say something that I disagree with and it's strong enough and it's more important to me, meaning that it triggers something very deeply inside of me, which feels essential, then I'm stonewalling you out. I'm icing you out. Um, and, you know, we're severing this relationship or I'm closing myself off to you in some way. It's not that Scorpio is fickle and you say one wrong thing and then you're done with them forever. It's that you have to understand that when Scorpio really believes in something, it's critical to them. It's essential to their core and to their essence. And so it feels like a very deep betrayal when you break their trust or when you disagree on something which feels very fundamental to them. So let's talk about how this shows up in the workplace. Um, you know, in 
work settings, we think about Scorpio individuals and I want you to try and get out of your mind what they physically appear like because that's not what we're talking about. It would be really easy to talk about like the Pluto and Scorpio generation and all of the work that they've done to normalize tattooing in the workplace and facial piercings, which again is a very Martian. It's very sharp. It's needles. It's poking. Um, but you know, colored hair, all of these things, things which feel taboo and normalizing that and bringing it into the workplace. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about vocationally, what types of problems are they solving? What work environments fit their preferences? And how might you identify a Scorpio type task? Um, and maybe align your efforts like, you know, oh, I need to do the Scorpio type thing. So let me employ all of my Scorpio strengths, for example, to get this done. Scorpio is not about busy work. Anything that doesn't feel super important and really drives the bottom line or makes a serious impact is not going to be exciting for a Scorpio to work on. And this goes back again to the idea that Scorpio is really interested with what is critical, what is essential. And so in terms of work environments, something that would be really draining for this strong Scorpionic energy would be work environments that are filled with useless chatter or idle gossip. Really like um, unimportant noises is going to be very triggering and obnoxious to a Scorpio placement. This strategic energy as well that comes with Scorpio makes them really good problem solvers. I'm thinking of individuals in my life that I know that have like Scorpio stelliums or really strong like Scorpio type energy. They are always doing like word puzzles or like the Sudokus or something like that where they're trying to exercise that mental muscle, that strategic muscle of let me figure out how to solve this. Like, let's make this work. Let's make this happen. But to really honor this in the workplace, that's the type of stuff they're working on all the time. Something that requires them to do some type of research. They want to investigate. You know, they want to really explore and go to the depths of something. And so in Scorpio for vocational readings, these are people that commit to a career path that requires a really strong depth of understanding. These become your subject matter experts. And if you think about the idea of psychiatry, for example, and this is one that really often comes up with Scorpio. We think about therapists, right? But this is why it's that water, right? It's that emotional body. It's going deep into your psyche. It's going deep into those feelings that are essential and critical because they shaped our neurological pathways and really influence the way that we see and interact with our external environments. But to become a psychiatrist, you have to go to school for a really long time. This is not just, I went through an eight-week coaching program and now I'm doing really deep work with people. This is, I was in school forever and now I have my PhD and I'm actively publishing research and going over case studies and really trying to understand the human mind or the human experience in some way because that's where the transformative work comes in. And this is where I think that Pluto in the conversation as the modern ruler of Scorpio does make sense. And again, like I see the, I see the walk over there. I see how this was, how, how this made sense for people to be like, Oh yeah, Scorpio is actually Pluto because it's that transformation. It's that transformative work, but it is work. All right. It is work. And so this is the other thing is that Scorpio doesn't mind homework. 
Scorpio doesn't mind having to go home and really think about a problem and chew on it for a while and really like turn the stone over until it becomes smooth. And this comes up in counseling. You guys know that I have a master's degree in counseling. We talked a lot about the value of sending clients home with homework, knowing that they may not do it, that homework's not going to be for everyone, but real change happens when there is consistency in action. And that's, again, the idea that water, even though it seeks out the path of least resistance, when it moves in the same direction over a long period of time, great change can happen. And the result can be something very awe-inspiring and you know, incredible to witness. And that's true for our emotional body as well. But what are some other careers, right, or vocational themes that Scorpio might seek to solve? I think about an individual that I know that has their midheaven in Scorpio, and they did a lot of evidence testing for law enforcement. It was their job to become a subject matter expert in a certain function within their organization where they were responsible for investigating. They had to keep things kind of secret, like kind of behind the scenes. And it was really, really important that they did their job really well. And uh, they sat in a quiet office because no one else was allowed in like the evidence locker, for example. This same individual also found themselves in work environments where they were kind of a gatekeeper in some sense. They were responsible for reading over contracts and making sure that everything that was important and everything that was essential and needed to be completed on an application was in fact filled out. And they held people accountable to make sure that this type of work was getting done, that you filled out everything that was most important and most essential for this process to move forward. Now, even though Scorpio energy really benefits from being in quiet spaces, that doesn't immediately translate to being alone. It's not that Scorpio has to work independently. That actually is a much more of an Aries type quality. If we think about the two zodiac signs that Mars rules over, Scorpio is about relations and it is about connection. But Scorpio is different in that it requires deep trust a real deep connection or um, understanding with someone. And so if you're working in a scorpionic environment, then you're probably going to see a lot of energy around team building, around um, you know high-performing teamwork and the idea of psychological safety. How do we get everyone to be on the same page? And it's not as easy as a trust fall with Scorpio because it's, again, it's the water. I need to know deeply that we're on the same page, that we agree that we're going to be able to engage in conflict with one another to reach a successful and a desired outcome. Okay. So we want to think about this, like if Scorpio is going to work in partnership, then there needs to be trust established. This also means that Scorpio is not going to feel fed if it's working in an environment that doesn't have honesty or integrity as a value. It doesn't mean that you can't keep secrets, okay? Because Scorpio is big on holding information really close to them and keeping it guarded and keeping it protected until they trust you and they know what you're going to be doing with that information. So it's not that you can't be in an environment that is secretive or hold information back in some way, but if what you're doing is dishonest or out of alignment with Scorpio's moral code, then they are going to be dissatisfied and they will not stick around for very long, which is... Key because instinctively Scorpio wants to stay in an area for a while. Again, it's that fixed energy. I'm not out here looking to change jobs every six months, every year, but I will 
if I'm dissatisfied in my work environment, if the work that I'm doing is not important, critical, or transformative in some way, and if I don't have psychological safety with my leader or with the people that I work with, then Scorpio is out of there. So for the Strengths Finder assessment, because Scorpio is a water sign, we're going to be looking at the strengths that fall under the relationship building domain in the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment. So when I think about Scorpio, one of the themes that comes up for me, one of the strengths is actually developer. And I'm going to read this. This is from the Clifton Strengths um, assessment when it talks about the all 34 themes or strengths. Developer is referred to as, and I quote, people exceptionally talented in the developer theme recognize and cultivate the potential in others. They spot the signs of each small improvement and derive satisfaction from evidence of progress. And so individuals who have the theme of developer or have this strength prominent in their, their top five, top 10, then they're going to be really excellent coaches or people leaders. But again, how do we do this successfully? How do we help people improve and experience change or transformation in themselves? It's by having psychological safety. It's by establishing trust. It's by giving homework. And I love this call out of like they spot signs of each small improvement because it is about improvement. And that's again where the Mars energy comes in. Yes, it's Pluto, it's transformative, but it requires the type of work and sustained effort that only Mars brings us. It's this idea of magical change doesn't happen overnight. It's about the continued conversation and um, and those types of skills from working with an individual who has the ability to bring out the best in you, but also challenge you. And this is, again, more of that Mars and Scorpionic. Scorpio doesn't hide away from conflict, especially if they know that there will be a clear reward for that effort or for that labor. It's all about the strategy. I love this as well. I'm going to read this. And again, this is coming directly from the Clifton website. It says, you see the potential in others. Very often, in fact, potential is all you see. In your view, no individual is fully formed. On the contrary, each individual is a work in progress, alive with possibilities. And this is what I love because I think so often when we think about Scorpio, we think about death and decay and the darkness and, you know, betrayal and, um, you know, that, that which happens beneath the surface or behind the scenes. And it starts to feel kind of like gloomy. And there's actually a lot of Scorpio people who don't align with that or don't vibe with that. And you don't only see Scorpio energy with people who work in morgues or graveyards or deep psychosis or, you know, something like that. It's really about seeing potential, seeing what's there, and then going to the depth to find that ability to transform that experience or that relationship. It is about having a type of optimism. And this is where when we think about Scorpio and death, we're not just thinking about death and decay. We think about the transformation of energy. We think about the the alchemical experience of transforming matter from one thing to the other. And so this is why you know, the Pluto and Scorpio generation, and I'm a good case study for this because I have like skeleton tattoos all over me. I may have a lot of like skeletons and, and the idea of like transformation and decay and, and all of this stuff, like very visible on my body. But that's because it's not this scary, morose, morbid thing. It's actually really beautiful to think about the transition of life. And I see it as something that is 
mm, like inspiring or beautiful or you know it's it's not sad it's actually like this really cool experience and similarly some of us think about going to therapy and talking about our childhood traumas and it seems so terrible and awful and why would you ever want to do that for work but scorpio's like because there's so much potential there because it's so incredible it's the idea of like composting you take that which feels really awful or difficult or yucky in some way but actually that's where like the real work is that's where you can go to these amazing depths and really see transformation and this is why i pulled out developer as a strength that i think really embodies and honors the core of what Scorpio is and how it shows up in the workplace. And so if you have coworkers or leaders or employees who work beneath you that have this type of Scorpio energy, one way that you can recognize this is that they might push back a little bit. They might try to engage in conflict with you. And this is a sign that they have psychological safety with you. And so don't, don't take it personally. It's because this is where the work happens. This is where you can really get into the meat and bones of what you're trying to do and solve really important problems. And you're also going to know that you're working with these individuals or you're in these environments because the problems are important. They're really important. And if they're not, it's going to be hard for them to focus. It's going to be hard for them to be applied on this. You're also going to know this Scorpio energy because they're going to be really focused on um, trying to solve a problem, but really becoming that subject matter expert on it. These are the individuals that have been with the company for 10 years and they know everything, even if it's not their job. They somehow know everything about every part of the process. And so you really want to honor these individuals and honor that strength because they're going to be really critical to any organization and their success. And that wraps up this episode for Scorpio in the workplace. If you have a strong Scorpio placement, if you have a strong Scorpio energy in your environment, I would love for you to let me know in the QA on this episode. And if you are curious about how Scorpio energy might show up for you in the workplace, then I would encourage you to book a reading with me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Corporate Coven podcast. If you were excited by this content, I encourage you to subscribe to my podcast, turn on notifications so you never miss an episode. Connect with me on social media. My handle is at that witch from work on Instagram and the talk. So if you want to give me ideas for future episodes that you'd like to see, connect with me there.